wouldn't it be nice if Adam Sandler didn't count the dates up all so wrong? And wouldn't it be nice to talk together in a format that goes way too long? You know it's time to rewind, baby, for 19 dates of this movie. Drew Berry Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? Good morning, listeners. It's another beautiful day here on It's Time to Rewind. I'm your host, Bubba Wheat, and joining me today is my guest, Jeanette Ward. How are you doing today? I'm good. Hi, how are you? It's good to have you on. It's I have your first time here on this show. It's uh, yeah. nice to finally have you on. Well, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And this season, we're discussing um, uh, what was the movie again? <laughs> Fifty first dates. Oh yes. Well, actually, it's nineteen first dates, and we are going through them one date at a time. And this date is what I'm calling date zero, as they don't actually interact. And the scene starts at eight minutes and 18 seconds with Henry Roth walking into the Hukilao Cafe and ends at 11 minutes and 32 seconds with Henry turning down an offer from Alexa. So before we get into this scene proper, like what's what's your history with this movie? Where, where did you first discover and, and um, you know, what's... Where does it fall within the Adam Sandler oeuvre? The the Sandler verse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I feel like I must have first seen it on TV. I'm sure I didn't see it in the theater. It's such an odd balance with Adam Sandler for me. Like sometimes he's way too much, and sometimes it's just not, I don't. Not enough is not the right word, but trying too hard might be the right. Like hidden gems, no thank you. Um, but like all the way to Waterboy, no thank you. So <laughs> you can kind of find in the middle this gray area of genuinely heartwarming rom-coms that, that he's made a bunch of. And I feel like this is one of them. This is one of his movies I like. I It's one of those things where like, I feel like I've always been kind of a fan of Adam Sandler without necessarily being a fan of all of his movies. Mm. Um, I I like that he keeps making... He, he knows what his fans want. He knows how to deliver, but he also doesn't mind stretching in some other things. Um, he also continues to put all his friends and all his stuff, and I don't have a problem with that. I think that's a good idea. Uh, circling around to this one, like I said, very charming, very sweet, has at its core some genuine moments that are very, very lighthearted and fun and this might be a good movie for someone who's like i don't like adam sandler movies well okay what about this one it's Hmm. kind of but that being said and ironically this scene does have a couple moments where i'm like oh no that's that's too much for me the entire alexa character is not not necessary there's And there's no rob schneider in this clip thankfully but also that character like why so racist not necessary (laughs) could have just been playing a white dude could have been doing the paul rudd in um forgetting sarah marshall version Uh, yes (laughs) white surfer dude on the beach would have been fine right could have been the advantage here is all the kids he has which are hilarious admittedly but also could have combined that character and the alexa character into one character save you a bunch of time but you know there's always i think that's a trademark of his style is let's have the one character who's just too much and in this case two characters that are 
just too far. A little bit gross. Not necessary. I I do feel like the Alexa character, the payoff, though, is the Missy Pyle scene. where Okay, that's that's pretty funny. So I don't know. I think that's that's a me preference, not a movie preference. But yes. So a uh, long story short, too late. I, I find this movie charming for the most part. One of the Adam Sandler movies I prefer. But again, not I don't love it. But I like yeah, it. Yeah, it definitely it definitely goes into a bit of the the gross outs humor and the 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 kind of weird bits of humor that's that can be a little bit too much for some people. No but one needs walrus walrus vomit. No one needs it. That's and you know I'll I'll have a, a bit more of my thoughts about the Alexa character when we get to the end of this scene. But you know the this scene starts with him entering the Hukilau Cafe. And we get our introduction to Sue, played by Amy Hill, who is, she is definitely one of those character actors. She's been a, in a ton of movies, I think over 200 IMDb credits at this point. Amazing. Yeah. And she is great as Sue. I, I love yes. her. And we also get um, Nick, the or Tattoo Face, as he gets called a lot. <laughs> And he he was actually a newcomer. This was his first movie. He was a local that um, they they found in auditions. And uh, his name, I believe it's pronounced uh, Pomakai Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I love him too. Like he's just so, so fun. Well, it's a broad comedy only works if you have some characters who are grounding it, who are playing it real and i think sue for sure is the character that like look let me center everything and then you can all be real big around me and i kind of like that mm-hmm. i also like the the standard cast of characters in the cafe who we start to meet in this scene that you'll get to talk about more as the movie goes on yeah I, they're the old guy especially <laughs> yes you know um you know since you brought him up we, we can jump ahead just a little bit yeah his his name is joe and i yeah I listened to the commentary last week and I know they talk quite a bit about him and they, the, the commentary is Drew Barrymore and the, um, the director, Peter Siegel. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a fantastic commentary. It's a great listen. The two really have fun. Drew Barrymore is just so sweet and, and funny. And she, you can tell that she loved making this movie and she had so much fun and she loves the director. And it's just great to listen. They they really have a lot of fun and they have a lot of background elements. And the he talks about how I I want to say that they had worked with Joe before, but looking on IMDb, this is his only credit. So I'm not oh, sure if it's if it wasn't credited or if he was just like kind of hanging around the set doing something <laughs> not exactly movie related. But he also said that that he actually improvised most of his lines. Hilarious. And yeah, he is just so fantastic. Just this this line of him, like, are you staring at me or her? Because you're kind of starting to freak me out. out. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he just has a great face and and just great timing. I, I love every line, every moment that he has in this movie. Um. But, you know, jumping back a little bit, we get this, this, uh, well, first, let's start with his breakfast. You know, we find out that he had, he just wants a coffee because he's waiting for the Coast Guard to come tow his broken boat that we saw in the last scene. 
Mm-hmm. And he just had a Reese's peanut butter cup and a Gatorade. And <laughs> Sue is like, no, we're going to get you some spam and eggs. And, you know, spam is definitely, I, I believe it's a lot more popular in Hawaii than it Very is in popular, the rest yes. of the country. <laughs> so so I, I feel like that's accurate. Fried spam and eggs. And uh, great, you know, it's uh, from my point of view as someone who kind of works adjacent into the um restaurant business that's that's very very good upselling (laughs) yes absolutely yeah yeah i know you wanted coffee but let me go ahead and bring you an entire breakfast (laughs) and then we get this introduction with this this reflection of the sun off of the the butter knife and i'm trying to remember I know it's used at least one other time, but I I can't remember if it's used a third time. And I, and I if it is only used twice, I kind of wish it was used a I, little bit more. Isn't that the rule of three? Yeah. Yeah, because I have the other time that I remember for sure it pops up is after the the two of them broke up, and yeah. she is visiting the aquarium. He notices her with that reflection again, but she doesn't remember him at that point. Mm. I do I do like that he is he's literally blinded by her like (laughs) like he first notices her because she is blinding him with and you can you know read layers into that however you want or attribute different meanings to it but it's it's and again Drew Barrymore they've clearly they work together several times they get along well but she's so effervescent she is like sunshine bottled (laughs) into a person and it just fits this role so perfectly like she's been great in other stuff I don't know that she's she fits this flawlessly and so it's Mm -hmm. just so she's just so nice in this (laughs) yeah and and we don't see it in in this but I I feel like her she can match Adam Sandler's sense of humor 100% 100 percent. it can be tough to cast a lead opposite him that can come to his level i i think she does it i think jennifer aniston does it um i <laughs> i have a soft spot for you don't mess with the zohan why i don't know i find that one funny um but emmanuel shikri she kind of does it in that one too like she's pretty good so it's but drew barrymore is definitely i think of those that come to mind immediately in air quotes adam sandler movies I think Drew Barrymore is one of the best. Matching him and meeting him. Yeah. And not being, because uh, he, he can suck all the air out of a scene. That's kind of his gift as a performer. And she will maintain her own air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely matches him in, in this movie, the the entire start to finish. And I, I also like this um this moment and it's very brief and it's easy to skip past but that lucy comments on sue's haircut Mm -hmm. and whenever you know the whole situation i think it's it's easy to imagine that sue has probably had this haircut for quite a while but for lucy this is the first time her seeing that haircut and just genuinely sweet like oh a nice haircut Mm -hmm. yeah and then we we see that the first of many waffle creations. She's making the waffle teepee this time with the the coffee stirrer sticks and the the little bit of coffee in the middle to make the steam. I do like that the uh, waffle creations are different each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in the commentary, the um, I think art director was the one that was tasked with making all the different 
waffle creations and about halfway through the movie he was getting frustrated at having to come up with something new for every scene <laughs> but it kind of it plays into once you start to understand her condition is that you know yeah it's not that she's repeating the same day it's just she can't make new memories she the people around here are kind of forcing her into living the same day over and over again but that's not her doing it so i like the fact that the waffles are different every time because she's you know inspired to put together different waffles each time yeah and, and i do like the the fact you know it's it's almost like the chaos theory this isn't groundhog day for her right like she's she's not in her groundhog day where she's repeating the exact same day every every single day there mm-hmm. you know her mood her body chemistry whatever chain affects how she greets the day and even though mm-hmm. the the day might be 90 percent the same she can you know her mood and her creativity whatever makes her gives her a very different experience each day and and i do like that that's that this movie covers that pretty yes. well yes it allows it, it because this could be could be kind of a time loop movie but it allows that those little details allow it to kind of break out of that formula and it becomes something mm-hmm. new and different which is very nice because you, you kind of see this trope used but this this is a, a twist on it that is keeps it fun and refreshing but also again in a rom-com i always say that's the one genre you don't want uh groundbreaking <laughs> or, or at least if it's groundbreaking maybe just an aspect or two you Mm. rom-coms are where you're looking you're looking for predictable give me a couple (laughs) give me a meet cute have them fall in love have something go wrong have them break up and then have a big dramatic gesture at the end where they get back together that's the formula stick to it it's tried and true any other genre you can be like oh we're doing something new and different in a rom-com use the formula and execute it very very well you got a hit yeah and the, you know, the last thing that I want to mention while we're here in the Hookie Lao Cafe is I did notice that on the the coffee mug, it has the little ad, the Drink Lion Coffee. And that is a genuine uh, Hawaiian-based coffee brand. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And they did shoot this in Hawaii, yes. Of Not all of it. Actually, the, the Hookie Lao Cafe itself was in, was a set in California and the the outside window that shows the sea is actually a big trans light. And they they actually used computer graphics in order to add boats and birds to make the the trans light come alive so it looks more realistic. Well, that's very disappointing to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but they did shoot most of the the exterior shots in Hawaii. Okay. And then we get the the second half of the scene is back to this, you know, fake sea world slash aquarium uh, that Henry works with Alexa. And we get the scene with him and Alexa uh, doing the ultrasound on this uh, monk seal. And it's you can tell it's a monk seal because on the whenever they show the laptop with the ultrasound, it's labeled monk seal in the corner. And I, I imagine it probably is supposed to be a Hawaiian monk seal. That's uh, that is a specific breed of monk seal. So, then, and it is there's only about fifteen hundred of them left in the world. Mm. And so that's you know just another thing to make it you know more make it scream Hawaii. I like it. I also didn't notice that on the ultrasound, it's very like they freeze on a. Very cute, like baby seal picture. I'm like, I'm pretty, pretty sure 
The ultrasound wouldn't show it that adorably, but all right, guys, I like it. It fits, <laughs> yeah. fits the tone. Mm -hmm. Yes, I definitely noticed that as well. <laughs> and then we get this this discussion of, between him and Alexa of why Henry has this commitment issues. Mm -hmm. And this, again, kind of goes in a little bit to the the gross out or the you know, you know, well, immature that, humor. Before you get gross, it, Alexa definitely has him pegged, knows exactly like why he's like this, has has it you know some woman abandoned him at some point and so he's now got these commitment issues so she has that part like that would have been fine we didn't have to go farther than that <laughs> yeah but... instead we did we do get her going with the theory her theory that uh his high school sweetheart got drunk and cheated on him with the entire wrestling team <laughs> And instead, that we get the true story that it was his college girlfriend that cheated on him with her academic advisor, who was a woman and 50 years older. I feel and... like the 50 is probably an exaggeration. <laughs> and I do want to kind of take a, a brief moment to talk about the like how this film presents like gender identity and um, sexuality, because it's I feel like it. it's tough. It, it's especially tough for me, you, you know, a, a cis male, um, straight, uh, middle-aged white guy to, to give my opinion on how this movie <laughs> handles it, because it, it does use a lot of it as just a joke, if it feels like. Mm -hmm. But from my point of view, it it feels like it's just a joke, but it's not the butt of the humor. Interesting, right? Because I kind of had that same, the character of Alexa is presented as, a, and the movie is presenting her as a very masculine woman. And so mm -hmm. the joke is like, when she tells him, <laughs> I'm very grumpy from a lack of physical intimacy, um, but here's a one-time offer for you. I'll be naked in your office for the next five minutes. What happens next is up to you. And then he goes, yeah, well, I don't think you realize I'm not into guys. A, and that's it. That's the end of the joke. And neither of them, like, she's not offended or she's not, could you get away with that kind of joke now? I don't know. Probably not. The character is not uh, off on it. And again, the scene with Missy Pyle later, mm -hmm. it's not played mean. It's not bullying. Everybody seems to be in on it, but they use that same tone of joke again later. I don't know. It's interesting. It, it feels mm -hmm. like it stops just short of being... Bullying. Totally wrong and bullying, but it's also maybe not okay. <laughs> so yeah, you, you're I, kind of left with this. I feel like if this movie was made like even just five years later or ten yeah. years later, that Alexa would have been a full-on non-binary character. Because I, I feel sure. like this was just a little bit too early for yes. that. That that as presented in this movie, she is just like you said, a, a masculine woman. Mm -hmm. Which you know I. <laughs> Maybe kudos for them for being ahead of the curve on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I I think it's just it's an interesting topic to to discuss, and yeah. uh, and I am you know something that I am likely to bring up with every character, especially yeah, every yeah, yeah. character that that gets a scene with Alexa. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, she is. It's just very interesting, and and I think it it also helps that her as a character is very optimistic and very she's okay with everything yeah yes. confident in her own and he's cool with her like they are they are friends her lack of um of 
flexibility she makes up with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask for more than that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, right? Because I, I do, I wonder, I did think about that because the, the movie is is clearly dated in this way, but that and the, the Rob Schneider character, right? What changes would have been made had this been made now, you know, or more recently? Would have been interesting to see. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I mentioned this uh, last episode, but talking about the Rob Schneider character, I think it's interesting. And, and I feel like he, that Rob Schneider as an actor possibly feels like he can get away with it because he is one quarter Asian, which was something that I did not know about yeah. before getting into this. One quarter Asian, but uh, 0% Hawaiian. So <laughs> uh, still not okay. And yes. I gotta feel like even at this time was not okay. Surely someone on set was like the brown face guy. No, let's just let's just have your character be a white dude on the beach. That's fine. I'll tell you what, have your character be a, a one quarter Asian guy on the beach. That would be fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it is also worth mentioning that um, um, Amy Amy Hill she is also not Hawaiian. She is half Japanese. See, and that's what, like, what you need is a, a bunch of Hawaiian guests to speak to whether or not that's okay, because <laughs> that's not something I have any education on, so I can't speak to that. Is she playing, yeah. is she playing a Japanese, uh, oh, a woman who lives in Hawaii of Japanese descent, or is she playing a Hawaiian, or not, and is that okay, or is it not okay? I don't know. I don't have the education to speak on that, but I feel like someone probably does. <laughs> I think that the movie does at least make an attempt because it, it does have, you know, a, a not insignificant um, number of Hawaiian native actors. Yes. Because, uh, uh, you know, all of um, all of Ula's children, they're all Hawaiian natives. And yes. these were all their first And they are roles. funny. Yes, they are, they funny. are fantastic. I I tried looking for them now, and I, I only really found one of them on social media, and I sent a message, but I did not get any response. <laughs> well, I hope you do. That would be very entertaining. <laughs> um, and then that's, that really ends, gets to the end of this scene. Uh, mm -hmm. is, and, you know, is there anything else about, you know, the, this movie as a whole that's, that you wanted to talk about, you know, since this is, is your only episode on this season? <laughs> no, I... I... I think that covers it. I like I said, I find the movie, uh, for the most part, the movie to be charming and fun, aware of itself, um, can be sarcastic and snarky without being mean, uh, and really genuinely plays all that for the comedy and does a good job of it. And I think that everyone, <laughs> with the exception of things that we've mentioned, plays their parts well. So I I think it's a fun watch. I think it for the most part holds up. Um, yeah. It's a good, charming, fun rom-com with a little bit of a twist. But again, stays true to the formula, which that's what I want in a rom-com. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me on my show here. And why don't you go ahead and take a moment to let everybody else know where else they can find you online. Yeah, you can find me on all the socials. Uh, I'm out there. Um, you can check my movie reviews at jwardadventures.blogspot.com. Um, I'm a little behind. I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I see more movies than I have time to write about, which what a blessing. 
to have that problem. I'm I'm grateful to have that issue. So that's where I keep my movie reviews. If you want to check out my belly dance troupe and where we're at and what we're doing, you can find that at tamarindbellydance.com. Uh, we got some events coming up this fall where you can catch us out and about. And you can always um, sign up for online classes if you'd like to learn to dance. And of course, links for those will be in the show notes if, if you would like to find out more. And as always, I am Bubba Wheat and you can find me online on pretty much any social media where I'm at Bubba Wheat. The, the social media landscape is changing right now, but I am on, I'm still on Twitter or X, I should say, <laughs> um, at Bubba Wheat, but I'm less active there. I'm also on Instagram and threads. I've joined Hive, but I'm also not active at the moment. It's mostly Instagram and threads. Is I, You, you uh, joined threads? Yes. I, I haven't joined threads. I will tell you, I'm, I'm not really on Twitter anymore. I haven't joined threads yet. Instagram is the way to find me. That's where I'm at the most. Mm-hmm. And I also have a Facebook group. It's time to rewind a time loop group. And you can join that to discuss episodes as they come out, as well as have any sort of discussions about uh, time loop movies and, uh, you know, anything time loop related is welcome there. And you can also get updates on what movies or TV seasons I will be covering in future seasons of this show. And I'm my other project, which is running concurrently to this is Fight Club Minutes, which comes out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on its own feed. So if uh, you like listening to me here, I imagine you'll also like listening to me there. And, uh, you know, and until next week, uh, uh, you know, uh, oh, what was it? I I came up with it last week and then I forgot to write it down. You know, uh, I hope to, I hope to have breakfast with you again next week. Oh, there That's you go. That's what it is. Are you staring at me or her? Cause you're starting to freak me out. Settle down and eat your pancakes, huh?